Hey, good morning, everyone. So glad to be together, uh, to be with you. I'm really excited for the opportunity um, to share with you today. And so we've been in this series called Anchors for the Soul and uh, started off with Greg talking about hope and Tyler followed along with values. And then Greg shared last week about love. And today I have the opportunity to talk about community and the importance of community. And I just, I, I just want to jump right in. So when we consider community, you know, we serve a communal God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There's community throughout all of Scripture and the importance that it is for community. And even when we look at the beginning and stuff, when, when, he was creating, when God was creating things, one of the things that he said in Genesis 2.18 is he says, The Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So we see that it was God's intent for us to never go it alone, but to always be in community with one another. Jesus modeled this through his life and being with the disciples, always looking for an opportunity to go to somebody's house for dinner or invite a group together uh, to be together, to talk, to pray, or what, whatever it is. Even within his disciples, he had three that he would gather with. And so he, we saw this modeled out for his life. You know, I learned early on that community holds two very important aspects. There's more than two, but two that just really jumped out to me. And the one is in community, I receive love, care, consideration, and fellowship through community. In my life as a Christian, um, I've gone through some hard times, some hard losses. And as I was coming out of those, I was extremely grateful to God that I had a community around me. There was those who would visit us if it was a hospital situation or, or bring us a meal just to say, hey, we love you, those kind of aspects. And the other thing that jumps out at me is very important in community, which I think is a little more important, is that I get to give love, I get to care for others in consideration and fellowship. See, it's just not for me uh, to be the recipient, but also for me to give in like fashion, to visit the hospital when someone's in there, to drop off a meal or to cry with those who cry and to rejoice with those who rejoice. That's what community is. That's what the life is in the community that I'm so eager to share with you today and to jump in. I remember one time when I was away at a, at a uh, at a youth gathering. I was a youth pastor at the time, and we brought in a guest speaker, and he was talking about values similar to what Tyler shared. And one of the things that he said is he shared one of his values was live to give. And that's something that stuck with me forever. I remember he challenged us to consider a value or a statement that would describe ourselves. And I went up to him afterwards and I said, hey, is it okay to steal one that you hear from somebody else? And he jokingly said, well, only if it's really good. And I said, well, that one's pretty good because, and that was live to give. And so for me, I want that to be what my life marks is that I'm a generous person, that I'm looking to give and that that's my talent, my resources, you know, whatever it is I have, the opportunity to give to others. You know, scripture says it's better to give than to receive, but community holds both of those things uh, for us. There's the opportunity for me to give and to love other people, but in like fashion, when I'm in need, there's the opportunity for me to receive in like fashion. So I, wanna, I want us to jump to Hebrews 10 because it gives us a little insight about meeting together in this aspect of community. And I'm going to start reading in verse 19. It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, 
by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Now listen to this, verse 24, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. See, the aspect of community or in this passage, meeting together holds for us this opportunity. It's one of the ways that we get to spur one another on by not giving up meeting together, but also by encouraging. And I don't know about you, but when I found myself in places of community, I always walk away encouraged. I always walked away, walk away uplifted and I'm excited to return. So let's talk for a moment about this meeting together that, scripture, that the scripture speaks of. See, one of the things I've learned is the church at large, the church all over the world, they meet everywhere. It's not just in an auditorium. It's just not in a building. Some churches all over the world meet in secret. Some meet in small places. Some meet in places where they don't want anybody to find them. Others in big buildings. Some people meet in their homes. Some people meet um, at, a, at a community center. Some people meet in parks. I mean, the church is not only growing and thriving, but people are meeting in any place that they can, small groups or big groups. And so when scripture talks about don't give up meeting together, it's not just about the church building. It's not just about an auditorium, but it's about all of the different places that we can meet. It's just finding a way to be in community. That's why I'm really excited that we're gonna be launching our community groups today. I'm looking forward to the opportunity for each one of us to be able to gather in community. And the nice thing is, is we're gonna do it as many ways as we can. There's gonna be Zoom community groups. There's gonna be park gatherings. There's gonna be gatherings on a driveway or on the side of the house. There'll be some in a home, outside of a home. There'll be some maybe in a restaurant or outside of a restaurant. But we wanna give an opportunity for everyone during this pandemic time to be able to jump into community in the way that you feel, um, you feel good about doing it. So we're gonna make sure that all the community groups say are, if they're using a mask or not, are they social distancing or not, are they inside or outside? Because not only do we want our leaders to feel comfortable with what they're leading, we also want the people who are coming to feel comfortable. But in any of those aspects of community, this I can guarantee we're gonna have community together. We're gonna to grow together, we're gonna to laugh together, we're gonna to learn together. So today I wanna to examine this aspect of an anchor of community with you. See, an anchor holds a boat in place. Uh, for an example, with, with no anchor, the boat is left to be guided by the wind or by the current or some other circumstances, a large wave or whatever, and just get pushed around without any thought or care. But an anchor put in place that locks it into the ground, keeps it uh, where it needs to be. I recently had the opportunity to do some ocean fishing uh, a couple months back. And, and when we did, every time we pulled to a great spot, they drove around it, they dropped anchor. And if the, as the anchor stuck, the boat would come right around where the fish were and we'd fish from there and had great success. If all we did was drift, every once in a while we might catch some fish. So in like fashion, community is an anchor uh, and it holds us in the right position. So I'm gonna start with this. How can I engage 
in community? How can I ensure that community is an anchor in my life? And by doing so, I want to read Acts 2.42, because it says this, All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And I'm just going to stop there for a minute. What a, what a beautiful picture this gives of what community is like. And I know that it starts at Acts 2.42 and ends further down, and we'll read the whole thing at the end. But I really wanted to zero in on this aspect. So it says about the believers and about their community that they were together. Uh, they had everything in common. They found the commonalities among one another. They sold property and possessions, and they gave to one another who was in need. Every day they met together in the temple courts. They also broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So today I just want to give you three points of how I can engage in community. So number one, if you're taking notes, you can write this down, is refuse isolation. See, there is something powerful that happens when we come together. There's something powerful that happens when we step into that place of agreement. See, in Matthew uh, verses 19 and 20, it says, Again, truly I tell you that if two or of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. What an amazing thing. So we're told that when we gather together with other believers, when two or three are there, Jesus is there. When two or more agree on something, right? It's going to be done for us. So when we get into that communal place where we get to be together, we get to stand together in prayer. We get to cover. That's why I love when, as, as a church, we've always said, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. We stand together in the place of prayer. We can go after things together. We could pray for one another. We can encourage one another, but we have to refuse isolation. I find that sometimes isolation is easier to choose than community. Uh, especially during this time. You know, it's easier to stay home. It's easier uh, for, you know, oh, I forgot we had a Zoom meeting or I forgot this or that. And, but there's something amazing and powerful that happens when we make the choice uh, to step into that place of community. Um, a couple things that come to my mind regarding this too is we also gain a different perspective. See, when I'm alone in my time with the Lord, which is fabulous, and the Lord speaks to me and, and reveals and shows me things as He does you, uh, there's something different that happens in the corporate gathering, whether it's two or three or five or six or, or whatever it is. But all of a sudden, different aspects, different perspectives that I might not have seen normally come into play. There's many a times when I've been working through a scripture or we're talking about it in one of our community groups and someone asks a question or, or notices something in the scripture and says, wow, I didn't notice that Jesus also said this at the end of that. And so you kind of look at the passage as you go, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that either, you know, or maybe something out of the blue that comes in, in Scripture. See, aside from that, I, I see from my perspective, I see from where I'm looking, my circumstances and situations. So we gather together, it really enlightens our ability to learn more together. You know, if we were all standing on the corner of, a, uh, of an intersection and we were watching cars go by and watching things take place, you know, who ran the red light, who didn't, who went slow, who went fast. 
And then we got together at the end and we said, okay, guys, tell us what are the things you saw at this intersection? I guarantee you there'd be types of cars or situations that some of us didn't notice that other people did. And that's the beauty of community. It's the beauty of coming together. It's the beauty of sharing in those circumstances. But to really uh, be able to gain from that, we've got to refuse isolation. You know, it's 1 Peter 5.8 says that be alert and of sober mind, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And so we know that the enemy wants to keep us separated. He would really enjoy us to stay isolated because then we get caught up in our thoughts. We get caught up in how we might be feeling and, and those kind of things. And we miss out on the beauty of that love and that care, consideration, fellowship that community brings. And maybe we look just to ourselves and in ourselves. That could be a tough place to be. So we want to be able to refuse isolation, knowing that that's the enemy's job. But man, there's so much beauty in community. So rather than being isolated, stepping out and being in community. The second point that I want to bring out about community, and I mean, I think this is such a good one, is to consider others better than yourself. You know, it's a mandate that we get in Scripture, all through Scripture, about considering others better than ourselves. Because I got to say this, we have to be careful in drawing lines in the sand. Sometimes the lines we draw, the things that we say, oh, it's got to be like this, it's got to look like this, you have to think like this, actually can bring division between people or make the chasm, we think it's a line, make a chasm harder for people to come across. See, in Psalm 133, it talks about how good and pleasant it is when people live together in unity. It goes on to say it's like precious oil poured on the head, running down the, the beard, running down Aaron's beard, down the collar of his robe. It's as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, and for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. See, unity is a beautiful and amazing thing that can happen when we're unified together. But if, if somehow we start allowing lines to be dry and drawn, like you, you have to come over here to my, my personal thoughts of theology, or you've you got to hold my similar point of political position, or maybe my side's the right side, or you've got to do it this way, or you've got to say it that way. The more lines we draw, the farther and farther it keeps us away from community. And guys, we have this amazing opportunity to be in community together from a God who is communal and loves to have community. I mean, he, he's doing everything he can by sending his son to die for us so that we could be in community again. He reaches out, sent his prophets, all of these things to talk with us. And one of the key things about community that we read in, in Acts 2 is that we got to consider other people better than ourselves. That's part of the, the root behind being hospitable, uh, is thinking of somebody else's interests over my own and allowing them uh, to be the ones that go first, if you will. Listen to Romans, because I think this really sums this whole part up. So it says in verse 14, accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak, eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. Who are you to judge somebody else's servant? To their own master. Servants stand or fall. And they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. 
One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be faithfully, or sorry, should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so unto the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so unto the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so unto the Lord and gives thanks to God. So when we're talking about considering people better than ourselves, you know, sometimes we can draw these lines in the sand that are actually meaningless. And in Romans, it kind of points it out. Look, it's everything we do, let's do it unto the Lord. So community is really about us getting together with the common passion of that we all love Jesus and that we want to share and talk about who he is. Then we want to encourage people forward in their walk with him, but then also love on a practical level. How's your life going? You know, what are the things that we can be praying for? How do we stand together? You know, every time I read Acts 2.42, and we will just in a bit, it's the funniest thing, because as you read through it, you just gain this picture of the beautiful community that they had and the beautiful community that's is extended to us. And that kind of leads us to my third point today, which is be community. We have an amazing opportunity for us to be the ones that establish for ourselves, I'm going to be in community. I'm going to be the one that starts this. I'm going to be the one that opens the door. So let me read Acts 2.42. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Let's stop there for a minute. So it starts off by saying they devoted themselves. This was a passion that they had, the believers at that time, that they were going to do these things. So it was them who devoted themselves to the teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. It wasn't with the twisted arm. It wasn't, it was a passion for them to be able to bring in a community fashion to other people, how we can love one another, how we can fellowship and care for one another. And man, being a part of a community like that is so wonderful and so great. It's amazing. So for us, we take the initiative. We devote ourselves to the anchor of community. We find a group or we start a group. We open a door and we invite people to walk in. You know, I've, I've in planting a church, I got to plant a church in Texas. And though we came with a group of people who had community, we all lived in different areas. We all worked in different areas. And so it was among us to look, to take the community with what we had and to grow it and to reach out. And sometimes that's not always the easiest thing because you're afraid of how people are going to respond. But I always looked for what are the like things that we can connect on. So whether we were out at a restaurant or we took a walk and met some of our neighbors or, you know, as a pastor, I went door to door at the beginning, just asking questions about what they would be looking for in a church. It, from that, be, put us in the position to we were able to continue to grow in community and more and more people came. And within that, small groups and those kind of things and life began to happen all over the place. But it took the people to make the decision that I'm going to devote myself to this. And I think it's an important step of community. Like I mentioned earlier, we have an opportunity to sign up for community groups today. And you may be in a place where you're like, man, I'm not, I'm not really comfortable about going to somebody's house or, or meeting outside. That's the beauty. We have, we have Zoom ones. We have all different types of community groups with all different types of topics for you to find one that you can plug into where you feel comfortable and experience the blessing uh, that's truly in uh, community.
So I want to do, I want to do this. I want to read Acts 2.42 um, all the way through 47. Because I, and let me just read it to you. Acts 2.42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to one another who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And what a beautiful picture of community. Every time I read this passage, it makes me smile. Uh, I get excited. I quickly remember times where I've experienced community like this. And we have the opportunity to experience it even now during this pandemic. Uh, it's one of these things, as I read it, I find myself smiling. It talks about, you know, the signs and wonders happening and the things that people would do. And then it says, as a result of this, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The ability to see people come to know Jesus. You know, it just brings a smile to my face. I dare you to try to read this grumpy. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. It just doesn't work. As you keep reading it, you see the life and you feel the life that took place. And this has been going on for years and years and years since this. And we have this awesome opportunity to jump into it even even this week. So I want to challenge you with this. I want to challenge you to put, to erase some of the lines that may be in front. I want to challenge you to consider a community group, to consider, look at the list that's available um, and pick a community that you feel like, wow, this, this is something I'm really interested in and make a decision to join that community group. There's so much life in community. And to be honest with you, there have been times, as I shared at the beginning, where we've gone through really tough things and having people show up at the hospital. You know, I remember being new to one of the churches that we went to. And I mean, very new. We hadn't been there that long. And I was driving Michelle um, back from we were in California and I was driving her back from Southern California to Northern California. And she was just having um, major pains. And as we were driving if you know anything about I-5 way out there um, on, from uh, Southern California up, there's nothing out there. I couldn't find a hospital. I couldn't. So I just kept praying. I just kept praying and saying, Lord, help us. You know, and we kept pushing it and going, went to the hospital and we found out that she had a tubal pregnancy uh, and we had to, they had to move on it very, very quickly. And I remember being in that position where I trusted in God. But to be honest with you, Michelle was in there. I was all alone. We had just joined a church. Um, and through conversations we had with people, the next thing I know is people started showing up in the emergency room to stand with us and to pray. And we hadn't even been going, I, I want to say it was like a week or two, it hadn't even been that long that we, we were not ingrained in the community, if you will. But because we had become a part of that church, they reached out to us, they loved us, and it was, it was phenomenal to be able to stand there with people who were willing to pray with us. Guys, community is phenomenal. And we have, like I've said, an awesome opportunity this week to get into that community so we can care for one another, we can love one another, uh, we can consider one another, and we can enjoy some amazing fellowship together. I can't wait for you to experience this, whether it's again or even for the first time. 
But I want to challenge you. Consider a community group and sign up today. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for today and the opportunity that we have, not just to hear of community, but to know, God, you're a communal God and you've called us not to be alone, but to be with others. And so, Father, I pray for every single person, uh, whether they're a part of our church or not, but they would be able to find a place where community is thriving, where life is happening and they can be encouraged. Lord, help us to remove any lines that stand in the way of us being able to do that and help us to really walk in, it's better to give than to receive. And Father, to give our aspect of community to others in, in a way that brings glory to your name. And Father, in our community groups this year, would you add to our number daily those who are being saved? Lord, we thank you for this and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hope you have a great week.